Why is the darkness and the suffering of humanity allowed by God to assault us? Many people either lose their faith or never accept it because of that question. Many Americans thus have turned to their own intellect to save us. The reality is that God has chosen to defeat the darkness through us, for us, and by his power in us. He does not save us from its presence, rather he uses it to bring about its own defeat, and he gets his glory back. Thus, as he defined man's purpose in the world, we become victors in the war we wage against our own pain, and who we are is discovered by why we are. Life Journeys Today is going to be one of those sessions that you're going to want to listen to more than once. Some of the most critical questions in our country need to be asked and answered if this nation is going to go from election to liberty. The reality of a sovereign God and his purposes in a world struggling with darkness is before us today. The question of why we suffer even in our faith really addresses who we are. That's what Americans are really struggling with in 2020. It's not merely a question of seeming unjust suffering, but a question of our value and our nobility of identity. We have been sent into the world to defeat the darkness brought about by sin, and because this is so, it is not unreasonable in the wisdom of God that I was born a sinner. If I was not born in sin, I could not defeat it and prove man's power over it through God. Neither could devils say that, of course, it was defeated by the divine Christ, because he was not a human. But when I, a sinner, defeat it, then God is glorified and justified against the darkness, lest it say sin has defeated God's creation. God's plan must have man's partnership with him to fulfill his sovereign plan. Then will we enjoy eternity with him as coordinate victors with and through Christ Jesus. Jesus overcame in the wilderness when he was tempted by the devil, so that after he demonstrated his faithfulness to his identity, he could come out in the power of the Spirit. When the fullness of the Spirit within defeated the denial of his identity, the destined victor gained the release of God's power. The Bible says that he went into the wilderness filled with the Spirit, and he came out in the power of the Spirit. Victory and honor in a man are not marked by the absence of suffering, but by the one who has often failed in the darkness and found his identity in forgiveness and mercy. He's learned to rejoice in infirmity and yet believes in the love of God. He is not what he was nor yet what he hopes to be, but he is resting in God's keeping him on his journey. The real question in why does God allow suffering in the world, the real question is, what is wrong with me that I have to suffer? The darkness in suffering turns to light when we take the focus off of ourselves and put it on God. Jesus did not defeat death by overcoming all attempts to kill him, but by embracing it until friend and foe alike all tasted the death of their own dream. It felt like the enemy had pinned God and his followers to the wall, but instead God used the darkness to do its worst so that he could defeat death itself instead of defeating merely the threat of it. 
By this we now know that death will not have the final word. Through this we know that no threat and no defeat by us or our enemy need ever be the final word. This has proved itself out to be my only hope and rescue on many occasions. When we were coming off the road, we were living with our hearts in our throat. We had lost all of our financial support and were in debt. Beyond all the questions about a better financial plan to start out with, to the judgmental attitudes that said if you were in the will of God, this would have never turned out this way. To the self-doubt, the humiliation, and the confusion, it all worked to this one end. God is still on the throne. There are times also when dreams have to die before they bear fruit, and there are also times when we may have to walk into some dark valleys with no other human by our side. We had what we needed to live from day to day, but all of the expectations and measuring rods of success that we used to help validate our life purpose and direction were gone. Our sense of rightness, value, and well-being could not be established based upon the size of, the success of, or the financial statements of our ministry. It was like the days when we'd gather with other pastors in our denomination and the first two questions we'd hear were, How many did you have on Sunday morning? Or how are the offerings? I had to learn again that in the calling, purpose, and very identity of a minister or any Christian, it must all center around the cross. How well we die to self and embrace the victory and honor of Christ alone, to that degree we will be in the will of God for mankind. My own birth was surrounded by the same realization that man is created and sent to live on earth to face the darkness and overcome it within as it comes to us in the night seasons when sleep is evading us. You didn't measure up today, did you? You blew it. You lost your temper. You said the wrong things. You're going in the wrong directions. If you were living in the will of God, you wouldn't have such problems. You didn't have the kind of faith that it takes. My father had to face those questions and many more when his wife had been hospitalized for years. Surgery would very possibly kill her, but without it, she'd never get out of being institutionalized. This was his life now and his decision. Should he allow the operation? It's not often the decision we make that makes the difference but the condition of our hearts when we make the decision. For you see, life doesn't revolve around our wisdom and maturity as much as it revolves around our resting in God's being with us and our faith in Him. And when we just don't know, He still knows what to do. That night, my dad had a vision of Jesus standing in the room in front of a cradle with me, as yet just a twinkle in his eye, as they say. I was laying in that cradle. God was with him. That was the message. Your wife would survive and you would have a child. The darkness was not overcome by the best wisdom of the medical profession or by the wisdom of a husband properly weighing the odds that he could never really know. The darkness was overcome by God's presence and the vision of an infant. What amazing grace that God would show his presence and mercy to a man that had no intention of being a Christian at the time. In fact, he hated them. 
But it was only in this place of hopeless human suffering where a family living in apparent desperation is confronted with a love and tender message of God that would make the difference. By my own history and the many times God has visited our family, have I found that apparent utter failure or suffering does not mean that God does not exist, is not there, or does not care. God specializes in defeating the darkness through us, and that attitude is at the center of exactly who we are and why we are here in this world. Right now, America is in that very place, and God has a reason for it looking hopeless. All of the darkness is going to come to the surface and be revealed for what it is. Then God is going to use his people to stand in the gap, experience the darkness, and then watch new life come forth. It is the way God has always worked, from Israel in Egypt, to the cross, to the battle of Armageddon yet to come. Like the dreams of the disciples at the cross, ours may also die, but then this nation will rise again.